Hello and welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast about podcasting, which you can find online at goodstuff.fm slash SMYM and on Twitter at SMYM underscore FM. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I'm taking a quick break from the regular question and your responses episodes to publish a conversation I had with my friend and fellow Good Stuff podcast host, Christopher Schmidt. We hadn't planned to release our conversation as a podcast, but after we were done, we both thought it'd be an interesting discussion for fellow podcasters and people interested in podcasting in general to hear. Our conversation is about podcasting, but specifically how to market and reach new listeners for our respective podcasts, as well as discussing the Good Stuff Podcast Network. I apologize in advance for the vacuum in the background of my recording. Like I said, this was never supposed to air. I just want to quickly thank the sponsors of this episode, which is FeedPress. You can visit feed.press slash SMYM today to sign up and try FeedPress for 14 days, no contracts or commitments. They're a powerful podcast hosting and RSS analytics platform. We use them here at Good Stuff. We couldn't do our podcast network without them. They have a simple, intuitive, and powerful uh, analytics, podcast tracking, download tracking, integrated newsletters, automated publishing to social networks like Twitter and Facebook, drag and drop podcast hosting interface, etc. Lots of awesome stuff. If you haven't checked them out already, like I said, visit feed.press slash SMYM and check them out. And you can get uh, 10% off your first year of hosting with them if you use promo code SMYM during checkout. So thanks to them for sponsoring this podcast, as well as my Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash iChris is where you can check out how to join other folks, like possibly some of the listeners out there, supporting my podcasting efforts a little more directly with a dollar or two a month. You'll also get access to the Stuffy Slack, where we have some of these kind of conversations on an ongoing basis with some of the other listeners and podcast hosts at goodstuff.fm. So be sure to check that out at Patreon.com slash iChris. I hope you enjoy your conversation. If you have any follow-up, be sure to tweet at us or leave a comment in our subreddit, all of which will be, of course, linked in the show notes at goodstuff.fm slash SMYM slash 107. I just want to talk to you about um, podcasts. If you know anything about, because uh, Apple had that big, uh, not big, but had that the uh, Meeting a podcast people, yeah, of uh, famous podcasters. So I assume you were there, yeah, of course, yeah. And so I just want to know what they talked about and if there's any like, fallout from that or if you know what that was about. Yeah, the one thing I listened to that kind of that podcast episode skipped like the first twenty minutes or so. I think I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious, uh, Lex Friedman joins. It was just like from mid roll. Mm-hmm. And talks with Mike Hurley and Jason Snell about that meeting or whatever. Oh, nice. And basically, it was like it sounds like like Lex wasn't there, but he knows people who were and can't t- say anything on the record, but <laughs> etc. And he doesn't know if it actually happened or whatever, all that kind of stuff. But basically, it sounds like they went and said literally, like we want to have some sort of like tracking thing, like Facebook Pixel or whatever, so that we can know exactly how many people are listening. And iTunes, please build this for us, kind of thing. Right. And Apple. Presumably said no, but because <laughs> there isn't really, I don't know, like short of somebody building their own like app, right? right. And even within the Apple app, I think they'd have to fundamentally change how a podcast is distributed, like from an MP3 to something else where you'd, you know, be able to track whether somebody listens. I guess within the app, they could probably pull some of that data, maybe. Right. Um, if everybody, but then again, like then everybody would have to be using the Apple Podcast app. Which is, I was looking through our show stats, and like most of the shows are in the 50 to 70% range mm-hmm. for that podcast app. So, anyways. oh, really? Wow. 
So people were actually using that podcast app from Apple. I know. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what someone posted theirs and they were like how they use that or whatever. And I was like, oh, at Good Stuff, most of our people use, you know, Pocket Cast or Overcast or, you know, they're discerning. And I was like, went and looked like, oh, actually no. <laughs> like non-breaking space. Uh, yeah, like podcasts. I'll send you the screenshot here so you can see it. Uh-huh. But like podcasts and iTunes makes up uh, whatever the percentage would be, some crazy amount of percentage, mm. like 70, 80%. <laughs> so, yeah. And then Feedly is the next next one for you, which is a weird one because like Feedly is just an RSS reader, right? So like right. somebody is viewing it there, playing it maybe in the browser, I guess. Okay. But uh, but then like Downcast is the next, Downcast and Overcast are the next two and they're like okay. magnitude smaller. So, And I'm a Downcast user because I appreciate that. I like Downcast? Yeah. Yeah. So. So that's where, yeah, it's um, that, I guess. I think I don't think anything really magical will come out of the, the uh, Zune. This, <laughs> this is a Zune user out there. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Okay. I know. You see some of them. And, like, I don't know where some of these people, like, mm-hmm. Media Monkey Reader with three R's. Mm-hmm. Um, Content finds a way, man. It's like yeah, Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners will find a way. The Jeff Goldblum of podcast players. <laughs> the gist of it, though, is like chances of Apple doing anything serious about it mm-hmm. are slim to none just because unless Google's like the Google Play podcast store. Right. It's really appealing because actually what they do, appealing or scary, I guess, but what they do is they take your podcast, right. grab a copy of the file, and then host it themselves and then play it out to people on the Google Play store. So like technically what our like FeedPress would show is one download by Google Play, and right. that's all the stats we would ever see from Google Play. Oh wow! But then you go to Google Play and get stats, right? And and then they would show you detailed stats, presumably, right? Right. And and I would guess Google would will go the other route of like giving way more information, right? And and tra- definitely on their end, they'll track it whether they give it to us. I guess is the other thing. But but then you don't have to worry about they're they're effectively being a CDN for you, right? And so yeah. in theory. Kyle and I tossed around this idea of like, what if we just went all in on Google and said nuts to everybody, nuts to iTunes, <laughs> you know, like it would be stupid, but like, yeah, just go all in. You're, it's all free, you know, buy into the Google juice or whatever and like, and see what happens. Cause like, will people follow you or are they just that desperate to like use iTunes and podcasts or whatever that they won't kind of thing. So I don't know. Cause there's no way to like give an RSS feed out of Google itself. Right. Can't. Yeah. So anyway, we won't be doing that, but. So the only thing you could do for Google is just say, "Hey, here's my show link," and then you can go go from there. And yeah, they have to go listen to it in either Google Play on the web or download the Google Play app or whatever. I guess right and on their on the Android, right? Is that, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, great. Anyway, okay. yeah, cool. Yeah, so that, that's my other thing. Was like what what Google was doing with because uh, we we, uh, we we rushed to put our shows on their site without even like. Thinking, what are they doing? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this just goes to show you like how much like I guess exposure we're trying to get. You know, if Google's going to do something, we just blindly go and and go to do it, even though they're not, you know, yeah. proven proven record for for podcasts yet. So, okay. And then um, I guess the next phase of my my questioning would be like uh, uh, exposure marketing type of things. Like, what normal things do people normally do if they had a podcast and they want to market it out there because it's, you know, because you actually have to A, know about podcasts and then two, find a way to get to them. And so, uh, you know, there's 
you know, you have the podcast app, you have the iTunes. Yeah. Let's listen to that. So it's just like, um, what ways have people have gotten, do you know of that, uh, you know, successfully be able to market it and, or SEO or whatever? Like their, their actual shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides being a stand up comedian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, okay, the, the, the main vehicle I've seen work is like, just like you're saying, famous person is either hosting the podcast or is a consistent guest. Right. And then you get thousands of people. Like that's Mike Hurley and Relay FM. Their, their thing, his thing is like, he started by interviewing famous people and then the famous people told their friends and like, you know, mm. and that like in as much as, but that doesn't really work anymore because there's so many podcasts and famous people have their own podcasts now right. <laughs> and they don't need regular Joes like us to talk to them or whatever, right? Like even with Sean Veneman or whatever with Firewatch, it's like, well, he has his own show right. or network. <laughs> and so yeah. they're like, well, I've heard Sean talk a lot. I don't need to go listen to some other hacks interview him or whatever. <laughs> like I can just hear him directly if I guess. I don't know. Right. I still think we had a great chat with him. But um, yeah, so that's where it's like tough to, and I, like, I don't know whether you, like I say with your show, with Non-Breaking Space, mm-hmm. like an interview style show or like morning show like Kyle and, and Kenny do. Mm-hmm. I feel like a show like Kyle and Kenny's is one of those shows where like if the right group of people hear it, they'll just get into it. Similar with Non-Breaking Space and, and, and stuff. Like it's not like a weird niche show where like Show Me Your Mic where it's like mm-hmm. just for podcasters, right? And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether you advertise the way iTunes does it in their store pages or whatever is like feature a specific episode of like Mark Marin with, you know, Obama or whatever, obviously like, mm-hmm. or those kinds of things, right? And so, you could do a little ad push, let's say, with the creator Firewatch is interviewed on Not Breaking Space Show or something. Mm. But it feels like that's, it could be, you know, throwing money into the wind or whatever because you're just kind of like that once they, they listen to that episode and they, the chance of them subscribing is some lower number magnitude right. than what you need to make a break even or whatever, right? And so none of us are really like able to, outside of Carrie with, I guess we're growing up, she has three times the listeners you do or whatever and, and 10 times what I do. And, but yeah, outside of that, there's no like huge breakout success thing that we're doing. And like three guys, three questions, that podcast, like they, they're having fun. It's an, it's a fun show. It's different. It's interesting. It feels like collectively we have this thing, but maybe we're just all like too randomly collected <laughs> to make an interesting play. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want to come down and say like, well, let me tell you like, the, what got me started was like this. I think I told you about this. I asked to talk to you, I don't know, Monday or something, but um, about this topic. But uh, but yeah, I just got thought, thinking about iTunes and marketing as a, um, well, when it's, the joke for me is always about seasons and how all of a sudden iTunes shows have seasons, like no cereal has a season. And yeah. now it's just like, what? You just like record anytime you want yeah. for next to nothing. You know, it's not like you have to like pay union people you know, to break down sets or like build sets and stuff like that. Or, yeah, you know, it's like seasons. Like what? Like I just say like you're bored, you know, and <laughs> you got stuff to do, you know, it's just like, that's not, yeah. you know, I'm not sure that's seasons. It's a Zach, Zach word, but I don't work in, I don't work in Hollywood, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I felt like the other thing was like, but to actually like market it like a TV show, um, would be a better idea. And then I was like, well, how do you market a TV show? And, and then I was like, well, what, why am I thinking about, why, why am I thinking that metaphor when, I should be looking into what iTunes, like what what other podcasters are doing, and so that's why I'm like, hey, I talk to Chris and see what he's 
what he's seen because you because you, you've been there, man. You've seen some stuff. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> seen some stuff. The part of me that has like the um, whatever the the depressed part of me or the the lacking self esteem part of me feels like maybe there's just like this <laughs> this like smell on us with in good stuff in the podcasting world, like because we're not the X, you know, insert podcast name, network name here, or whatever, like relay five by five, whatever, right? We're not that, we're not this. And we're just kind of like, so Kyle and I tossed around the idea of like, maybe we should just rebrand and do a different thing or whatever. But that like, we kind of like the name mm-hmm. and I like, you know, we can redo the logo and stuff maybe or whatever, just to have a bit of a fresh right. taste or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. And I, I think as far as marketing, like I've tried doing some Facebook ads for specific podcasts and things like that. And, and it just, it's, it's one of those mediums where it really needs to be a thing that you listen to and you, cause I wouldn't just, if I saw an ad for a podcast, it wouldn't make me subscribe right away. I might go listen to an episode mm-hmm. and it, then I might like it enough to subscribe, but it's such a tough, like hook that you need to get people to buy and bite on or whatever. And right. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think, uh, it has to be something that people want to listen to, and um, you know, it's 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 not a show that you can just jam in and, and move on. I mean, like I do have a show idea that's like three minutes long, where it's just like uh, a comedian, like people laughing, a contagious laugh for three minutes, like, <laughs> so, and that's all it is, right? So yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, it's actually Paul F. Topkin's laugh because I find his laugh just so amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I just if I could just get Paul F. Topkins on my show, we'll just record like twenty hours of him laughing, and then we'll just space it out over three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, like season one, of Paul F. Topkins laughing. But uh, yeah, so if it, but but shows are usually like ten minutes. I mean, like twenty minutes. I don't know. Like, is there an average length for a good show out there? I definitely think like the the shorter shorter focus show probably has easier potential to get hooked up people hooked on yeah like like if we took say the sean in the sean vanaman interview and like you know edit it somehow edit it down to like a 15 minute like concise conversation right you know did the npr style or whatever edit of it or something mm-hmm. I that would be you know it's more palatable it's easier to listen all the way through and it'd be sugar-coated really after all the editing and production yeah yeah right. so i don't know like but yeah, that takes time, obviously. Yeah, money, etc. And and is it worth it? And so I don't know. That's where I go. Yeah. So we need an NPR uh, pledgeathon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Short of like, how are you feeling? I guess with producing non number, yeah, non space show. Mm-hmm. Like as far as a, a show that you're doing, right? Just in terms of fun and enjoying life because of it. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I'm enjoying life. Um, I do miss. It. I missed it because we, we had a break. And um, for a while, and I missed it so much uh, talking to people, and um, so felt like uh, it felt like it was I was missing something, and so that's I guess so I guess as much as fun as that is, yeah, that is missing something. Uh, so it still gives me pains uh, to do. Um, that's one of the things I like about the Shop Talk Show is that uh, Dave Rupert, when they started it, um, that he wanted a show. He knew exactly what type of show he wanted. Um, one, which is great. He put a lot of thought into it, I think. Um, and then two, he wanted to, um, um, I'm not sure that's how, how it happened, but I think he, when he got teamed with Chris Coyer, they made sure to like split up tasks and talking to Chris Coyer is like, hey, they split it up tasks pretty well. And I felt like, and I'm really jealous of that because I'm like, <laughs> wow, I could just 
if I could just hand off like uh, one big task of like trying to get people on board as guests, that'd just yeah. be a huge relief. Um, but then, um, but overall, I just uh, I like the flow. I, I do things differently. I like the Google Hangouts. I only have one person flip out about Google Hangouts. Not flip out, but just like, um, you know, like two years ago, I could not not have a meeting on Google Hangouts. Right. And I didn't, I had no jack about Google Hangouts back then. And so now <laughs> it's like, now people are like, I don't really use Google Hangouts anymore. I use like, you know, I don't know, XYZ, et cetera. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, and um, and these people aren't using, you know, I think they were using more of a Skype person or whatever. But, uh, but that's the only one person out of, I don't know, a dozen that didn't know how to handle a Google Hangout. And so I just, the Google Hangouts, I think it's just way more, way more. I like, I like the flow of, of that. And it feels, it feels more at ease in terms of producing it. And that way, whereas you always being on Skype, this feels like kind of like cold and impersonal for some odd reason. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that answers your question or not, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, no, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I think the flow is a little bit more, uh, more control. I mean, we used to be like a, a three person interview team and now it's down to me. So it's, <laughs> so that makes it a little bit easier, I guess, in terms of coordinating. So, yeah, like the shop talk show, Format is not, it's not like I mean, they based it on whatever that uh audio or auto, yeah, show well, or whatever idea, right? Roughly, but right, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful idea, right? So, I was like, uh, people call in with questions, right? It's click clack, um, two, they talk about news of the day, so it's topical, so it's yeah. like it's a news program, and three, um, they're great hosts. They're just great guys, right? They're just like yeah, like you you want to be in that conversation. They're just awesome people to hang out with. Like Dave alone is awesome to talk to. Chris alone is awesome to talk to. You get them together to talk about shop talk, uh, yeah. just work and stuff. It's it's and and you happen to be in that realm. It's like you know, it's like three uh, check marks and like for a great podcast. Like you have one, it'd be good be but good podcast. So yeah. that's why I'm here to announce that my show is now shop talk show too <laughs> and non-breaking a, shop talk the, the electric boogaloo where but uh but yeah so it's but yeah so um but yeah so but uh, my you know my show is just more like hey what's up how'd you do this what, what's up with that so and um i don't know if i'll you know that's not a break, breakout hit you know i think the other thing i you know try to work on is getting people when i interview them at ease um, because there's a couple of people I talk to, they're like, oh my gosh, this is an interview is recorded for posterity and I must be rigid at all costs, you know, just like, right. It's like, it's like, it's like getting a photo taken, you know, back in the day before mobile cell phones, right? It's just like, oh, I must be stiff. I must be, yeah, you know, smiling. It must be like, you know, back against the wall and, and whatever. And, you know, before, you know, and my, um, uh, you know, and there's people who like that. Who's like, you don't like their photo taking. That's great. You know, they don't want to be interviewed. That's great, and whatever. But you know, it's just it's okay to have th- this natural Polaroid of just jumping or you know falling or just it's just in action, being yeah. normal every day. And I feel like that's like missing from um, not this podcast, but just um, a lot of photos. And that now that we have like selfies everywhere, that's like not problem solved, right? But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I just feel like sometimes it's so. So I get that with with the interview process. I just like, hey, we're here, we're here to have fun, and you know, and that rests on my shoulders to like do. Um, and this takes other takes up time too. Is doing the research uh, before we, before we start talking and some of that too. So 
Yeah. And um, I really don't like listening to interviews myself where, um, and I'm guilty of it too, so like where people haven't done enough research or any research whatsoever. And it's just like, yeah. it's really grating on my nerves when, you know, it's just yeah. like, so. You can tell the interviewer doesn't know actually what. Like, yeah. So you were in movies, actually, I think. <laughs> so you, uh, <laughs> how was Susan Kane? I don't know. Was it, was it good? I don't know. Like, which i know that's probably part of it is like you know having just you and a guest is can be both like relaxing but also stressful for the guest because it's like if you're not talking then the guest has to be talking right right? and there's no other filler (laughs) and so if whereas you know yeah with two or whatever other people around the table so to speak it makes a little easier to yeah to do that yeah did you like the like when you with simon and you sort of did more topical yeah just Mm -hmm. things as yeah. a counterpoint to that, is yeah. it is that easier or more fun or what? You know, um, it's interesting because like we're still like we're still doing that. Um, Simon's just been busy um, doing his thing because there's conference season and he's um, just everywhere. Um, yeah. So so actually, I think next week we're actually going to be doing one again. So really looking forward to that one. But yeah, that one I'm still um, I'm working on the format of that still. Uh, he does not know that yet, but uh, um, but yeah, I still want to make it kind of fun, lighthearted, and just like just be more more wackadoodle, I guess. And I like I don't want to make it like morning zoo, but uh, you know, because that's just terrible. Uh, but uh, like morning zoo, like rare, whatever. But I just want to make it more fun. So that's kind of like an excuse for us is just to just to chat in every month or so and uh, see what's going on. And I would love to make that more of a weekly thing, but um, you know, it's kind of hard. Uh, yeah. for, for both our schedule to do that so but yeah but like so what are your thoughts like that was a good idea or yeah no and that's where like i i sort of one i go back and forth on even like the video angle and the hangouts and, and youtube stuff like there's so many shows um that i see that make use of hangouts and youtube but aren't like hugely successful on youtube mm-hmm. but they have a big audience podcast wise and mm-hmm. So like the like Tom you know Tom Merritt yeah, yeah. Um, tech news whatever guy and stuff and he does another show called Cord Killers which I haven't like I don't watch a ton of but like when they I just happened to watch another one yesterday I sort of check in every so often and like it seems like they have a lot of fun doing the show the video aspect of it is more for them than anything else it feels like although it's to me it's kind of like the way um like music videos were for bands back in the day where it's like here's the band that you're listening to on the radio this is them this is them with their fans maybe you know like listener live viewers or whatever mm-hmm. so you can see there's other people besides you out in radiotopia land somewhere and this is what they look like but then you can go back and just listen to the podcast version still and periodically watch the video mm-hmm. um because they, and these days, like it isn't that hard to do, isn't isn't that expensive to do video um, for this kind of stuff? Because it's like unedited, straight to tape, so to speak, you know, onto. But like just that idea of like a regular hangout thing where they're talking about TV or movies or whatever and stuff. And it's kind of like what you did with um, the Flash show um, mm-hmm. for a while or whatever. And like I, I I keep going back to that. That's kind of in my mind mm-hmm. this ideal land to be in of like a video version of the show, whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. that, but that isn't like your primary. Cause like they have like a thousand viewers, 1800 views on a video. Like it's not, they're not making money off of that obviously. And there's no like huge, huge YouTube 
no yeah. deal there or whatever, right? And so, but they are making like you look at their cord killers Patreon or whatever, and that's where they make their money, right? Is um, or some of their money, anyways. They make like they're pledged fifteen hundred dollars per episode mm-hmm. <laughs> that they put out and like doing the show that they like and and having fun with it. And obviously, they have, but again, they're there. They have like an audience that they brought to this the table and and people who support them because of that. Right. Um, but I don't know. It feels like at least with the, like what you're doing with YouTube and hangouts Mm -hmm. to me is at least like giving your brand or whatever your show, another medium to play on Mm -hmm. that allows it to, to be seen by potentially other people and maybe stepping up the, a bit of the production value for YouTube Mm -hmm. could translate into more of an audience, but who knows? Like, not like that, that you have to do a lot of work. I just mean like, mm. you know, the show on YouTube is uh, a slightly unproduced version or whatever, I guess, of the podcast. Yeah. You don't hear the intro music, et cetera. It's, but, it, it's for diehards who want to see like, you know. Yeah, I see that actually. <laughs> it's <laughs> your, how your beard has grown. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, but there's like a whole lot of, this is beyond my scope of, knowledge about um doing events live and having all that equipment and having that ready to go and so when I mean, you like you you have a lot of equipment for just audio podcasts right so um you know i saw uh, for comic-con people were doing live streaming of the youtube uh video which it was and it was like this mac tower was funneling at most of it and but they had they, they sold like four or five uh i think four maybe three three or four massive workstations for people to you know uh create um the artwork for the slides for this the massive you know live youtube of comic-con yeah. uh, for it and so and they would stream hour shows out and so but then at the end of the day you're still stuck with this hour-long video but true there's like you know movie celebrities star celebrities people would that bring this attention in that they could watch it but still there's no way of like saying you know, at minute five or seven or 17 is a really good question and you can't go dive in and directly find it. Like, I guess I'm trying to map a web page on top of a, of a video, if you will. So just like being able to link directly into the page I want and get the information out of it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so the, but, uh, so I guess my point is to say is like, I should amp my game, my, my podcast game a little bit, but also I did run across last night that Nerdist took their old podcast and put them on YouTube as videos, right? Yeah, and and they're just like slides moving in and out, like some really cheap <laughs> slideshow thing. Yeah, which isn't too far removed from my idea I had for my old podcast for not bringing space, which was to like, but I had like a different idea, like actually like get people's photos and do a little more interactivity with it. But it would it would go straight to video though. But uh, but yeah, but I feel like there's a lot of a lot of things you could do with with that, and I think the other thing is just. Uh, you know, with his reach of a podcast or anything, it's just, you know, we we were amazed by how many people were watching or getting the podcast through so many devices like Zoom or whatnot. But felt the the flip side is that we should be pushing the podcast to as many channels as possible. Like, you know, there's YouTube, there's also Vimeo, there's uh, all these other great things about it. And so we should actually be, you know, pushing them out there and like what what those venues are i'm not sure but but being able <laughs> yeah. to, to slice and dice you know 
um, a thing. So like one of the things I did this week was I did a blog post yesterday, which I'm not sure you read it or not, but basically I said like, hey, what makes a difference between a good designer and a great designer, which was a question I asked Leslie Edmund for this week's podcast. And I, basically it was just like saying, here's a pot, here, here's a good blog post about what it takes. You know, here's the answer. You know, it's kind of clickbait in a way. I felt like a little cheated about it, but but like, <laughs> well, here here's this like, if you want to know what makes a great designer, and you want to be a great designer, you know, it's X Y Z. If you want to learn more about it, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, you know, and so, but but here's the answer that you have. If you want to learn more about it, you know, yeah. deep dive into the show. So, and I felt like that's kind of like maybe like that's where I was kind of getting at earlier in the episode when I talked about like, hey, we should treat this as a TV show and have. Uh, commercials for or trailers or teasers for upcoming episodes and so that and yeah. that but that would mean that we'd actually have like editorial control over what we're doing and <laughs> and uh, know what we're doing ahead of time so and so in some in some ways like because we, we talked about it before on the show is like you know like you do time codes versus me do time codes or like looking listening into the episode and so I felt like by me you know because I usually record on end of the week and then over the weekend, I can figure out what I think is the hot button topics we talked about, and then I can like publish a blog post on Monday or something like that, Tuesday or whatever, and say, yeah. "Hey, guess what I found out by talking to so and so on my podcast," and and therefore people are like, "Oh, there's a podcast. I should subscribe. It's a blog post." And and so that's one way of, of marketing, but then also it kind of just underscores like how popular and how need needs how much needs there are. For having a website, you know, for just having web pages out there, because like no matter how much we love podcasting, you need to have that landing page out there for people to come find out who you are and so that, and and um, just yeah. just having it. So, and the fact that like I was like I was took a an Uber. We don't have Uber Lyft anymore in Austin because of because <laughs> of whatever. Uh, and uh, so I was taking this like alternative to Uber Lyft to to uh, to to appointment yesterday. And the guy's like gives me his business card, and it has his website address on it. And he's just like, "Hey, I do this X Y Z." He's like, "Okay, cool. I'll try to pull up on my my phone, but his website's wrong on his business card." But whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, but he was, you know, it's so important to have that website up there. So yeah. Um, and no matter how much farther we get into this, is my thinking about blog. I'm working my blog workshop on this, Chris. <laughs> like, no matter how much we get into Slack or. Snapchat or whatever will still need a web web page, but then alternatively, like the pushback is like all the podcasts and stuff. These like a lot of them, you they're just like because because of the stats of people like number of people who are going to iTunes as the the home to listen, mm. then you just link to your like so many of the successful shows that I see mm. have this awful. I guess they still have a website, but they have such an awful website. Terrible, like you can't find even find where to listen. Like the play thing is buried somewhere, and you don't know how to get to any of the like. Never mind time code stuff, but just like nothing. And then, but they're a successful show on iTunes because of popularity. They are featured, etc., and and they have thousands of listeners because of that. And and so it's like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I go back and forth because <laughs> I feel like we've tried so many different avenues. But I agree, like the definitely writing about. Writing about the podcast will help because it can it can only help, right? Like, right. and it takes time, but it's just like like even that that idea of like, well, maybe you should be you have it on your website, and maybe you should be cross posting it to Medium because Medium is the new whatever YouTube of writing, right? And so like, then 
potentially could get because I've I've done that with some articles where I've like cross posted from my blog to Medium, and there's like you know 50 other people that read it there that don't would never even bother to look at my blog because it's just my site. Whereas they'll read any garbage on Medium just because it's on, <laughs> on Medium, right? And and so I was like, well, maybe we should be posting every episode to Medium somehow, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like with a player of some sort. I'm assuming they can play have an embedded player or whatever, and then write up the summary of the show or the episode. And, and that would potentially reach, you know, a different audience. Um, that's why I've been using product hunt as a bit of a, just an experiment because it's not exactly for mm-hmm. most of our shows, but they are product hunt as a platform is really hungry. They wanted to get into podcasting as a thing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're obviously trying to make it a place where you could potentially just sit and listen to a podcast. Um, and so I've been trying to like sort of, post shows that are appropriate for that there and see if they'll feature them or see if they'll, you know, any of that kind of stuff just to try and like go where somebody's actually hungry for content. Whereas iTunes is like, has all the content already. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. I don't know. know. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's that's I've started an article on medium. Funny enough, I have a draft going of like advice for podcasters just as I see stuff. Cause it's like, Mm -hmm. One guy will be like, you need to have a live events page and you know, do it on Blab and whatever. And you need Hangouts, right? Because then you get people excited about your show because it's alive and it's so energetic. And you need to have an iTunes link. And you need to have, mm-hmm. you need to be giving 110%. You need to take it to the next level. You need to, you need to be authentic. Yeah. yeah, authentic. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. All that crap. And it's like, no, you just need like famous person on. And then, because <laughs> <that's Right. like, laughs> right. I guarantee you, if I could have, if I could get Bono on a podcast regularly, I'd have a successful podcast. It'd be, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be you know pretty easy, I think. <laughs> so you're saying you don't have a podcast? I don't have. No, no, no. but uh, I mean, Sean, like getting from um, from Camp- Campo Santo, that was like you know that's probably I guess a big star, I guess in a way. Um, but that yeah. was, I was really happy to, to land him, but that was like a lot of work to, to work to get to get him. So whereas it's it was so it's easier to get people who you know in the industry. To get on your podcast, but again, that those famous, you know, um, air quoting, uh, yeah. the famous people in the non air quote, I guess, real famous people on your shows, it takes a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of gumption to I actually use the word gumption. Sorry. Uh, old man Chris. Oh, okay. I got to get some gumshoe gumption out. So, yeah. Well, yeah. What, um, what we're doing right now, just so you, like with Kyle has paused his show for the next couple of months. His brother is getting married, but also, um, he did just, po- so, he didn't pause it. He wrapped up his season. Right. <laughs> It'll be back in the fall. Yeah. With a new, for now, watch the reruns. Yeah. But what I've there. been wanting to do is, and I haven't talked to Kyle directly about this, but like, just like where the, the focus is to like try and, you know, rebuild the site and, and a bit, just have a bit of time to focus on, you know, rebuilding our website and stuff and just think about what we're doing rather than just like constantly running. Mm-hmm. But Part of that I'd like to be able to do is just like experiment a little bit. And mm-hmm. so like maybe doing on uh, like on our YouTube channel or whatever, just doing like a five episode, 30 minute weekly hangout thing or, some, or bi-weekly or fortnightly or whatever hangout thing of people come and hang out, have a conversation about podcast, like whatever stuff, somewhat prepared, but not like mm-hmm. rehearsed just to experiment and just do it as a YouTube thing right? that we do uh, for the summer or something or whatever. And just as a, I don't know, I just feel like we're stuck in this medium <laughs> in a way, uh-huh. <laughs> like not getting to 
have as much, maybe it's just Kyle and I both feel like anyways, not having as much fun with this as we should be. Right. The little effort or the little um, payback we're getting in terms of, well, no payback in terms of <laughs> monetary <laughs> right. needs and stuff. And so like we get, we should make it fun at least. And so for me anyways, the, the fun place is like a bit of like playing with video stuff and, and things like that alongside the podcasting world. So like OBS, the streaming software I use for like when I do gaming and stuff, you can actually stream right to Facebook live out of that now too. Oh. So like, it's just like an interesting medium to like mess around in, right? Like doing a, Facebook live stream of a non-breaking space show instead of just to YouTube or whatever, right? And seeing what, because <laughs> you, you never know, like some, there's obviously a, an interest in that video realm on Facebook and like it's something people aren't used to seeing on there. Mm-hmm. And so maybe messing around with that or whatever. Anyways. That's random. cool. Yeah, that's very sweet. Yeah, I, I never thought about using Facebook live as a, as a internet thing, but uh, I just worry about being so young of a technology that, uh, that would crash. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be able to export it out. And, oh, yeah. Know. No, you definitely would be. It's locked into Facebook, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like the, that's where with the streaming stuff, like OBS, Wirecast, etc., you save a copy locally that you then up, upload to YouTube or whatever while right. you're recording. Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't. You definitely don't want to just like hand it all over to them and be like, sure, Facebook, there's my only copy on the web. <laughs> that'll, that'll be good for years and years, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. This is, anyway. this is great. Yeah, so uh, my only... My, only comment if you want to do like a, a special limited one one podcast is that uh, you have some sort of like taking time bomb or some goal to reach you know before the end of episode five or something like that like we're like we five podcasters are together to solve X or to create X Y Z or something like that and then um, see what happens right by episode five or whatever like that that'd be kind of cool I think that'd be yeah interesting. interesting I'm not sure what problem we'd solve it's like <laughs> can these people talk about it. For five episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they can. So, okay. Cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Th- thanks oh, so much, man. Good podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And like I said earlier, if you have any follow-up, be sure to tweet at us. I'm iChris on Twitter. Christopher Schmidt is at Teleject, T-E-L-E-J-E-C-T. Or leave a comment in our subreddit, link which will be in the show notes, of course, at goodstuff.fm slash S-M-Y-M slash 107. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Goodbye.